0: I think we can, I can safely say, I know I have both heard and told one of those little, those tales, you know, the fish was that big. It was that big, I swear. But when it really comes down to, it, we have this tendency to put a little bit of fluff on a lot of times when we're telling stories. We have that, that human tendency to make it more memorable. We want to appear better. We want to appear good. We have that kind of, that little, it's a little bit of pride in there. Exaggerate just a little bit. I think about that as I hear Jesus talking about, cut off, your, cut off your foot, cut off your hand, plug out your eye. He's surely just exaggerating. Right? He doesn't actually want us to do that. A lot of times Jesus speaks with strong language, and we can either consciously or subconsciously kind of write it off as, surely he didn't really mean that. What Jesus, I think, is lifting up for us today, yes, don't go out and cut your hand off. But he is lifting up a very important question that I would hesitate to say that Jesus is exaggerating, because he's actually not exaggerating with the importance of the question that he's lifting up for us today. It's the bigger question of where are you going? Not physically, not in an emotion kind of way, but in an eternal sense, where are you going? He lifts up entering into life and entering into Gehenna, Right? Because the reality of the situation is that every single one of us, our life is oriented in a particular direction. We're going somewhere. We can't not, it's impossible to stay stationary. We're taking steps in our life in a particular direction. And that place that we're orienting our life towards has eternal proportions. Jesus is lifting up for us a question, not of um, here and now, but of an, an eternal question. And it's very easy in our life to be very hyper-focused on what's going on right here, right now. Because if it's not a hurricane, it's a pandemic. And if it's not a pandemic, it's school, or work, or a relationship, or something. There is always going to be something, big or small, that's going to try to turn my gaze away from the eternal to right here, right now. I don't think there's ever been a time in my life, and I'm sure most of us would agree, that there hasn't been some kind of pressure that tries to turn my gaze from God onto something else, whatever it is, be it something good or something bad. There's always that temptation to to struggle when we're, we're prone to forget the question that Jesus is raising up for us today, and that's precisely why he's raising up for it today. Because while it's good to focus on the here and now, it's good to focus on these needs that are right in front of me, We see people who are hurting and who are suffering, and we want to minister to that. That's good. God is present in that. God's not just in the outside things, but he is very present in the here and now. But it's important that we don't lose sight of the eternal for the sake of the here and now. What we do every single day has to always be informed by and has to be done through the lens of the question that I think Jesus is raising up for our reflection today. Because he's very blunt in his language. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Pluck out the eye if it's causing you to sin. Cut off your foot if it's causing you to sin. He's very blunt there because what he's trying to say is that nothing, nothing, nothing is worth losing the life that he desires to share with us. Nothing is worth it. He speaks so strongly Because that's how strong his desire is that we would enter into life with him. He does not want us to, no one wants to go to Gehenna. He wants us to enter into life. And he speaks so strongly because that's what he wants too. But if we lose sight of that question, we lose sight of where we're going. Because like I said, we're all headed somewhere. Every decision we make is a step in a particular direction. And if we lose sight of where we're going, we're going to lose sight of where those steps are actually leading us. And that's what Jesus wants to reflect upon today. Where are we headed? It's a question that we have to constantly examine within our own hearts. Where is my life headed? And I was drawn to the particular three things that Jesus used as examples in that. The hand, the foot, and the eye. I feel like those three things almost become like an examination for us that as we reflect on that question, it becomes like a hard examination, but an examination of where is my life oriented? So think about it. He says, okay, if your hand causes you to sin, the hand is what we we do things with. We do things with our hands. We hold on to things with our hands. It's the examination. If, If what I do or if the things that I hold on to, or if the things that I grasp at, if I look at that honestly, where do those things lead me? What do I do that I just have to make the hard decision to cut out? What do I hold on to that I need to let go of? So that now, once I'm not holding on anymore, I'm free to receive the life that God wants to give to me. Our actions, very practical, almost like a very obvious thing. Then Jesus says, if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. What do we do with our feet? We go places. That's where we we go. I'm I'm here. My feet are going to take me over here. Lifting up the question of the location. Like, where do I put the situations that I place myself in? Because honestly, a lot of times, the actions that we do are a consequence of the situations that we put ourselves in. If I want to cut off, if I don't want to change the actions, a lot of times it starts with changing the situations that I place myself in. Am I putting myself in situations where I'm almost like setting myself up for failure? Jesus examining for us where, where are the practical steps that you go. The church will call that the occasions of sin. If you, most of the forms of the act of contrition, that we promise to avoid the near occasion of sin. Because we're weak human people. If, we, if I love chocolate and I put chocolate right in front of me, it's going to be really hard to not grab the chocolate that's right in front of me, especially when nobody's looking. So I've got to take the chocolate out. Don't put it anywhere near me if I don't want to eat chocolate, if I know that's bad for me. I don't just needlessly put myself in an occasion of sin. So like the examination of the feet, where are the places that I put myself in? Then he says the eye. Look with the eye. Elsewhere in the scripture, Jesus calls the eye the lamp of the body. It's through the eye that's where we take in things. And that constant question of where am I looking? Who am I looking at? Is it the Lord? Or is it somebody or something else that captures my gaze? That captures my attention? And what are the things that I do look at, that if I don't want to look at, and if I know I want to look more fully and more purely at the Lord, that I need to remove? things that we can all say we need to cut, cut things out of our life. Not a one of us can say that there isn't something that I need to cut out. But if I, when I do that, maybe as I'm going through these things, in my heart, I'm very much aware of all the things in my life that I need to cut out that I honestly don't cut out. That can seem very daunting. It can seem very discouraging as I see all the things that I, I, I you know, know I need to change, all the areas where I need to grow in, and I can look at that list and just be discouraged and say, well, I guess I, guess I can't do that. I guess I'm on the other road. I keep trying. I keep failing. It can be very discouraging. I have things I need to cut out that I, most of the time I don't have the strength or the courage to do. And to that temptation, to that temptation to discouragement, know that the Lord sees that. The Lord knows that. The Lord doesn't have unreachable expectations for us, and doesn't, um, he's not unaware of the difficulty that we, that we experience day after day after day. He's not disappointed by how painfully slow a process it is to grow. How painfully slow it is to cut off the areas of our life that we know we want to get rid of. We can think it's supposed to be like a big chop and gone. It's very slow. A little bit at a time is usually how it works, which can be discouraging if we don't know and if we're not confident that the Lord knows that and that He's not disappointed by how slow it is. He's he's in this for the long game. We can get impatient, we're going to get impatient way before He actually does. And I'm encouraged by something else that Jesus said in the Gospel today. little line that said, Whoever gives someone, who, whoever gives a, someone a cup of water because he's a disciple of mine will surely not lose his reward. Giving someone a cup of water, that person will not lose the eternal reward that, he, that God has promised him. Something so simple, so insignificant, a little gesture of giving someone a cup of cold water has eternal proportions. The act of cutting things away, that that's continual striving, a lot of times is very, very small. The little decisions that we make that seem almost insignificant, the ways, the opportunities in our life where we can either literally or metaphorically give someone a cup of water, that has big impact. Think about Mother Teresa, who always talked about doing small things with great love. The little decisions, that's always where it starts. The little daily decisions that I'm placed with every single day, that can seem, that's not a big deal, it's it's nothing. I just did a little nice act of charity, a little vice that I kind of let slide by. The little things have big importance. So as we're striving to look at Jesus, to only go to where Jesus leads, the encouragement. What's the cup of water that I can give? God, give me the grace to see whatever it is you're asking me to do, what little bitty cup of water that I can do, there's nothing too small. The little things have eternal proportions. May the Lord give us the grace to do those small things. Look for that little cup of water so that I can do that small, seemingly insignificant thing with great love. Amen.